0: The Gospel Shaped Home podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome back to another episode of Gospel Shaped Home. Again, really glad and honored that you would join us. And this week, uh, joined again by Pastor Phil to talk about the first chapter of Paul Tripp's book, Parenting, but we are also joined by one of... Micah, that's my youngest son, one of his favorite people in the whole church, and that is Linda Medlin. Now, Phil, you also uh, think highly of Linda, correct? Absolutely. (laughs) Miss Linda. (laughs) Miss Linda, that's right. Miss Linda. There was a season where we we walked in the door at Providence and Micah's asking, am am I going to see Miss Linda tonight? Where's Miss Linda? (laughs) Yeah. So welcome, guys. Glad to have you today. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. Chapter one, calling. Uh, He starts with this principle, right? Nothing is more important in your life than being one of God's tools to form a human soul. Mm. So calling, what is Paul Tripp getting at when he's talking about parenting is a calling?
1: Yeah, I think he mentions later in this chapter, Deuteronomy six, and he talks about, you know, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul. And might and and he says these words that I command you today shall be on your heart and he talks about teaching them dig- diligently to our children. Talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by day, when you lie down, when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. You shall be they shall be as the frontlets between your eyes. Write them on the doorpost of your house and your gates. Like they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's apart from your relationship with the Lord and your relationship to your spouse. If you have a spouse, it is the calling for which we are to do. God has given us these children mm. to teach them to know Him. And that's what it means to, to have a calling in parenting.
0: That's good. Yeah. He says on page 30, He says, God has designed that you would be a principal, consistent, and faithful tool in His hands for the purpose of creating God consciousness and God submission in your children our kids more than anything else need to see, recognize, know, and bow to and trust in the God of grace, the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And God has designed that that role falls primarily to parents, right? We're absolutely key players in that. So tell me a little bit about how you guys came to recognize that calling as parents.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we. it's an interesting perspective because we had Valerie before we were walking with the Lord. And it was a, a year after she was born almost that I went on the mission trip, became a believer, Linda gave her life to Christ. And we joined a church, a Bible preaching church. And the first thing we did was go through a, a parenting class. So when we first had Valerie, we thought, okay, we have all these dreams. The world has given us all these dreams of what to do with this child and what to make of this child. As if you owned her, right? right. <laughs> and then we get to this parenting class, the first time we've ever studied the Bible in depth, and Deuteronomy 6 comes to life for us. Mm-hmm. And we now have the task of being a great steward of this child that we have now. And it changed our whole focus. It transformed the course of our lives. What about, you know, uh, Paul Tripp in that
0: same section, he talks about the role of the church or school role of, you know, others. How, how do those other influencers in our children's lives relate to our role as parents?
1: I think, uh, they can, good things can get in the way of what God wants us to do with our kids in parenting and for our kids in parenting. For instance, for me, ministry can be a great way to to make an excuse. Well, I'm doing good things for you, God, but sure. it's not the best things. And I think as parents, we have to ask ourselves, what is God's best for us and how God would want us to raise these children? yeah, so
0: he actually talks about several you know kind of obstacles to you know this vision of parenting. It's interesting the way he's saying God values parenting and that we should value it, right? It should be a really significant priority. It's not the most important priority like you kind of said earlier, but it is a really, really high and significant calling. And some of the things that get in the way of it are our desire for possessions, things, our desire for worldly success. And then he even mentions you know ministry. Success and that there are people who, in a sense, you know, sacrifice their family for the sake of serving the Lord, supposedly, which is, in a sense, a contradiction because you're disqualified from serving in the church the moment your household isn't in order. <laughs> right. How have you guys seen these sorts of other values, other treasures, compete with you know, the value of parenting in your own life?
2: Well, I can answer that. I went to school to become a nurse anesthetist and it was um, many years of training. I'm glad
0: you said that because I don't think I could have said. It's
2: a very hard word to say. Yeah. I had to learn that. But anyway, that was my destiny. I thought I'm going to be a nurse anesthetist and I'm going to give anesthesia and I'm going to, that's my calling. Well, little did I know the moment that I held that baby girl, in my arms, all of the sudden, and not even really being a true committed follower of Christ, I all of a sudden realized I have something in my arms that is way more important to me than any of my career could ever be. And so I know the Lord was working, even though I hadn't fully surrendered my life, even at that moment. And as we did become believers and started parenting, My desire to have a a better balance, work-life balance, was increasing, and I know it was from God. And so I just continued to ask the Lord to to show me and help me put less emphasis on my career and on my child. And it was it was so amazing the way the Lord provided. And so that would be my encouragement for any mom out there that has this desire to have a balance with their children that the Lord can provide. I know. I mean, he can provide that time.
1: And you know, Andy, um, in that I was a police officer and police officers don't make a lot of money, just like pastors. And it was a necessity for us Mm -hmm. once we started having multiple kids that Linda still works some to help with just basic finances but what we did as parents is is we made our parenting a priority and so we started to work our schedules and had the the flexibility to do so so that we could spend maximum time with our kids, I had to step up and help around the house on some other things. You know, I, the grocery store was my thing, and mm-hmm. I loved to do it. And I would take the kids with me at times and 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 was wash. a tremendous training Thank opportunity. You. That's a gift. Yeah, and we shared <laughs> it. We shared in the in the you know washing the clothes and the cooking. It just we because parent, parenting was a priority and our kids were a priority for us. We had to make some adjustments. Mm-hmm in what we thought was the normal roles in the home. Sure.
0: So it it really pulled you in more. The fact that Linda needed to work outside the home, some pulled you into normal rhythms of home life and engaging with uh, not just spiritual instruction, but chores and yeah. Yeah.
2: And even when, So when I was, when the children were younger, it allowed me to have less hours. But when Phil transitioned into full-time ministry, I then began to work more. And at first I was just, how am I going to do this? How, you know, I'm going to miss my kids. Well, looking back, God is so, again, so faithful because it was a season of life that our daughters were right at that middle school, transitioning to high school They needed their dad. I mean, they need me. They always need mom. But it was such an awesome time for Phil to have in the mornings. And it was a release for me because I didn't have to put up with a lot of the teenage girl drama. And he could handle it a lot. A lot better, <laughs>
1: I would say that I had a lot better, just maybe I don't know, maybe there was more grace there <laughs> well, they would listen to him
2: grace. better than they would listen to me about wardrobes or you know boys, brother, you have <laughs> an imposing
0: presence yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, um you know the the interesting thing to me is uh, he highlights this is that all of these obstacles to biblical vision of parenting in and of themselves can be good things or not necessarily bad yes. things right i mean mm-hmm. possessions and the created world you know he god made the world or people made things from god's created world and and the things in themselves aren't necessarily bad it's our affection for them when we all of a sudden start preferring getting maintaining protecting things to investing in our kids that it's gone haywire and and with success and working you know, we're created in the image of God to exercise dominion over the world, both male and female in his image. And so uh, doing work, being creative, these aren't bad things. And there's, I think Mm -hmm. there are circumstances, there are good, necessary reasons why kids may need to go to daycare, why both parents may be, working, but what he's saying is that a disproportionate value on career success that would sacrifice family and investment uh, into children on this altar of career and success is a problem. That's when things are upside down. And same with ministry. Obviously, we would say ministry is a good thing. It's that when we start to ignore our closest neighbors for the sake of doing ministry to others that we've gotten things upside (laughs) down. Yeah.
1: So. And I think when we get into those those times where life is busy, mom and dad are, are worn out and the kids need our time and, and it's an opportunity for us to you know, he talks about in the book where he says that when your child questions the rules, don't puff up your chest and tell him or her to bet they better obey or else. Like that's the easy way. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, because I said so. Because mm-hmm. I said so. But he's saying No, talk to them about a loving redeemer who not only created him or her, but shed his blood for them so that they could know and do what is right. Doing that requires intentionality. It requires great effort. It requires you to be in the right frame of mind. That's right. And so that's, but that's what God desires. For us as parents.
0: Yeah, he says that really what, what he means is we need to connect everything we do as parents to the story of redemption, to God's story of redemption. And we have to be living in that story ourselves yeah. if we're going to help our kids connect to that story. So he says at the bottom of page 31, talk again and again about how God willingly exercises his power for our help, benefit, and rescue, right? He says, you've been a recipient of God's grace so that you could be a means of God getting that same grace to your kids. Mm. It's a great chapter. He, you know, the It's not just about authority rules. It's about the rescue of God through faith in Christ, through his death on the cross. And we're ultimately, everything we do is trying to help our kids come to know God through faith in Christ.
2: Amen.
0: Anything else you guys would add uh, to encourage our parents as we wrap this one up?
2: Well, I love how he, he ends it. And he says, No one gives grace better than a parent who humbly admits that he desperately needs it himself. Amen. Amen.
1: Well,
0: thank you guys for joining and thank you for listening to this episode and we hope to see you next time. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.